Welcome to Therapy with Millennials, a podcast where we take our late night talks, aka our own therapy sessions, and put them on record for you to hear. We take a looser definition of therapy, so if you need to seek professional help, please do so. Our main goal is that in sharing our stories, you will relieve some of your tension and you will relate to us. So join us on this journey. Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps new listeners find us and join this listenership. And it helps us know how to get better. So please talk back to us. Hello and welcome back to the last installment, the final installment of Therapy with Millennials. I'm your host, Malia. And because we had so much content from our final episode, we actually had a two-parter. So this is part two of our finale. I love you guys. And thank you so much for your support thus far. Enjoy the episode. And thank you for being our listenership. Have a good Friday. So, Malia, what was your most memorable fan moment? So for me, I think my favorite and first fan moment that I really enjoyed was our first review on Apple Podcasts. First of all, it was a good review, and we had just started, and we were rough. We were real rough. Reading about how they felt about the podcast and what it meant to them was just really encouraging when it felt like I'm speaking into the cosmos. It's dark. I can't see where I'm going. I'm just trying to do something good in the dark. Felt really good and was really cool to get that first bit of commentary and it be positive. So that was probably my favorite and first fan moment that I really enjoyed. Where do you most often interact with your fans? I think it's 98% on Instagram with a little bit of interaction on Facebook, but mainly on Instagram. What did that review say? The one that was your most memorable moment? I just remember Malia showing it to me. Like she said, Apple Podcasts, which I was like, we were mostly through Anchor and then we put it on Spotify. But it's just something about the girl being able to relate to us. She loved hearing about our friendship, something like that. But I just thought, oh. and it was like the first person that we didn't know, we didn't have any connection with. I was like, I don't know who this person is. I was like trying to go off the username and be like, is this someone we know? And to find out, I don't think it was. It was no one that we knew. We did our little homework and we tried to find them and thank them. But it turned out that was not who we thought they were. Like their tag name was someone that we thought we knew. And they was a total stranger. The comment that they left us was fun, raw, and enlightening. I love these two. They are funny and honest to themselves and to others. With each episode, I learn more about myself and how to better love myself and appreciate the love and people around me. I reflect on me as they reflect on themselves. That's my heart. That's literally if I could put everything I wanted this podcast to do is to help people who are lonely and to be, actually be enlightening. Can you share a response to this listener right now? What Malia was saying, that's exactly what we needed to hear at the time. And it was exactly what I was looking for in this podcast. That like while we're reflecting on ourselves, she's reflecting on herself. With that one comment, I felt like I had accomplished everything. And so now like just hearing that comment again, I just want to say thank you for listening. I don't know if you still kept listening. Hopefully you did. And hopefully we were able to help give you some peace during that time. Thank you because that also helps us too. Real talk, there was days where previous to now I wanted to quit. I would read her comment. And it would get me through some dark periods, whether it was like me or me and Brittany or just Brittany. That's a comment that I would read to tell and convince myself that what we were doing mattered. It really did feel like sometimes when you're not hearing any feedback, you're not getting anything back from people. Am I really just shouting into a dark tunnel? Does nobody care? Does this even matter? The amount of times that I've probably read that comment is unreal. Thank you to the only commenter that we have on Apple Podcasts. You know who you are. Whatever time you took to write that message, it did matter. And you do matter. And always, whenever you feel it in your spirit to encourage someone, always stop and encourage them because you have no idea what kind of stresses they're going through, what they're going through during that time. And you might be the thing that encourages them to keep going. Thank you. Nameless commenter, we all thank you.
So one of my favorite episodes is season two, episode six. And this episode featured our friend Kelly and her insight on respectful disagreement in marriage and culture. And I loved this episode because it gave me such a great insight on marriage in general, but from a young person's perspective, non-mainstream hallmark marriages where everything is just, you know, like we met in high school, we knew each other for years and we married. In the past, we would call unconventional, but modern day, we just call it marriage. What is conventional? So Kelly's um, insight on that, you know, as a person my own age was just incredible. And I love that episode and love the questions that led her to just give her opinion. What was the most memorable piece of advice you received from one of your interviewees during this series of interviews? So I can't give you a specific, again, back to my question. pass. All right, Malia. <laughs> Just kidding. Answer the question, ma'am. Back to my personality. Specifics don't ring true in my head or stay there. However, I do remember during respectful disagreements and also, well, do I need to specifically go with that series? Just in general, what was the most memorable piece of advice you received from doing interviews with people? two different episodes we did when we did type eight for the Enneagram with our friend Young Che was very enlightening for me because Young Che is almost like completely opposite of me hearing her point of view on life and the way in which she plans out her life and the way in which she takes charge of her life I mean the girl has a has a retirement plan for the by the time she's 30 so <laughs> completely opposite of my life right But just listening to her talk, I gained a few like insights there, not necessarily things that like, oh, I'm going to do that, do that, do that. But just realizing, oh, there's another way to to do something. There's another way to voice your opinion or get what you want out of something. That episode was really fun for me. And then not necessarily advice, the episode that I did with. Enneagram 7, which is my type, with Irene, relating to her on, like, everything, except there were some things where it's like, oh, really? Like, we don't match on that. But most things, it was like, I don't want to put my whole trust into, of course, these personality types and those kind of personality tests and things like that. Like we've said constantly, it's just a tool. But, like, seeing as we kept, like, taking and doing these personality interviews with people, I suddenly realized like how much study had actually gone into these things and how much you can use it to kind of understand yourself and to understand others. Really enjoyed that time and gained a lot of insight from from Young Che specifically. Started to follow her. She actually has an Instagram where she gives you her financial advice. That's really cool coming from a young person too. You talked about young marriages. And now there's a young person who's like buying her own house, selling her own house. She's got a Roth 41. What is that? Roth? I don't even know. That's like how bad I am. Um, But she has like a 401k or something like that, you know, and she's giving her money advice. And I was like, dang, okay, I could learn something. Right. What about you, Malia? What was uh, the most memorable piece of advice you received from doing some of your interviews? So actually, I was listening to this episode earlier today, one of the episodes from this season with Vashti my best friend's guide episode. And it was just really interesting to hear and feel that she felt like I was dependable. And that's something that's really important to me. And I got to tell her how I was thankful for her dependability. And she was also surprised by that. And so to realize that the two things that we were trying to give each other all these years are things that we actually have noticed and have appreciated. And we got to actually say those things to each other was really therapeutic for me. I was surprised at how therapeutic that episode actually was because it kind of happened by osmosis. It was one of those times where a friend came in clutch and did an interview with me kind of last minute. Considering how impromptu it was, but it also was so healing and therapeutic for me, I was really surprised by And then I would say probably the series that I enjoyed the most was the Enneagram series. It was such a big project and a lot of interviews. And I thought it was really cool that people love to tell us about themselves. Like they, I tell my friends all the time that people love it when you're curious about them. And so it was nice to be curious about our friends and even some people I didn't know. Like I didn't really know Young Jay before we did that interview. 
And so it was nice to meet new and old friends and be curious about them and then be excited about that. Thanks, Young Jay. Thanks, Vashti, and uh, literally everyone else but me. <laughs> Moving on, I have a quick game for us to play. So as Malia mentioned, her favorite series was the Enneagram type series and talking to different Enneagram, Ennea types or what have you will. This is going to be the Enneagram type quiz. Okay. And since the two of you spent the better part of two seasons on this type of research, I think you should be pretty knowledgeable about the different Enneagram types. Agreed? Here's where the truth comes out. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I have a short quiz for you to take to test that knowledge. Okay. So basically I'm going to read off a description of a person, and you just answered by telling me what in your, uh, what type you think that they are. Number one, devotion, courage, and preparation. These are the three fire nations. I'm just kidding. All right. These are, the th- are three of my greatest strengths. Basically, the world is a threatening and unsafe place, and everyone should stay prepared. My friends and my family are extremely important to me, and I literally own. Oh, And I must be loyal to them no matter what. But my loyalty is constantly in battle with my need to protect myself from harm. Who am I? I'll just say three, two, one. You give me an answer. Three, two, one. Six. That is correct. Wow. What was the giveaway? Dangerous world and loyal. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. All right. Number two. No matter what it takes, I shall succeed. Failure? Ha, I do not know the meaning of such a vile word. I do, oh, excuse me. I am what I do. It is a dog-eat-dog world, and only the absolute best will succeed. Who am I? Three, two, one. Three. <gasps> one of you is correct, and the other owes me $10. <laughs> <laughs> I can afford the it. The correct answer is type three. Yay. <laughs> That is correct. So type three is really driven by perfection and wanting to succeed. Number three. Ah, something, something is, something is missing from my life. I don't know what it is, but something is missing. I must be true to my purpose and express my authentic life from this missing world. Who am I? Count us down. You already have an answer? Yeah. Are you guys just throwing out numbers? No. Okay, so three, two, one. Four. Incorrect. Dun, dun, dun. Really? Oh, that is incorrect. Yes. Can we do a second guess now? I'm like, sure. <laughs> Wait, authenticity. And what was the other thing? Yes, something is missing. One or five? Uh, no. Really? Mm-hmm. Really, really. Nine. I mean, it was like seventeen o'clock in the morning. So, but I'm pretty sure that's I have the right answer. Nine. Uh, no. And the answer is. Type eight. Oh, eight. Yes. Type eight. The challenger. Interesting. I might have done something wrong. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, so I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I'm calling for a fact check. <laughs> it's funny we both said four though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys might be right. Alright, we'll come back for this. We'll come back to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Usually authenticity is four, one, and nine, sometimes eight. Oh, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> was it four? Yes. Yay! The answer was four. <laughs> oh, that's what makes the fun, or the quiz so fun. We don't actually know if it's accurate, though. No. Everything else is accurate. I don't know what happened number four. I just fell asleep. Last one. I'm okay as long as you're okay. Because if you're okay, then I'm okay. Okay. Or not okay. Because if you're not okay, then I'm not okay, okay? Because I'm totally not okay with you not being okay. And I'm okay because that's not okay, okay? I'm okay as long as the people around me are okay too. Because then the world would be a better place for people if we were just all okay. We just treated each other with respect. Like, okay, I must keep the peace, okay? I must be tolerant and accepting and can everybody just get along, okay? (laughs) Who am I? Okay, I think I know. This is a little hard. I have two answers. Malia's probably going to be right. I'm just going to go with my gut. Okay. You're going to count us off? Three, two, one, nine. Nine. That is correct. Yes! I'm okay as long as people around me are okay. How'd you guys know? What was the giveaway? Peace. (laughs) 
peaceful. I don't want my, I don't want my peace disturbed. Yeah, I don't want to cause conflict. I don't want any conflict. Literally, I mean, I'm almost embarrassed at how long it took me to put in all those unnecessarily okay. It's like, man, I was like, this is gonna throw them. That was <laughs> like, great. I love that. And then I literally was like, is this a coherent sentence? <laughs> like, I mean, no. okay. Okay. You're okay. 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 <laughs> okay. But okay. Okay. Last question. Krista took the Enneagram quiz last night. What answer did she get? What is her type? Does this include your wing? Malia, do you know me? I have no idea what the heck my wings are. No, it does not. It was my main type. The last time you took it was a seven. We're not talking about last time. We're talking about last I, night. No, 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 no. I know, I know. Then I was in shock. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, I can see seven. But you took it a few times before that. It was like four and something else. So any any answers? I'm just going to say seven again. I would say that you're an eight wing seven. Well, um, both of you are incorrect because I did not finish taking the quiz because I hated <laughs> it. And it was boring. He's a seven. <laughs> Probably a seven. So I have declared myself a type 10 in which we are a group of people who could care less about the Enneagram types and just wish everybody would just stop. Okay. I can so, deal with that. You're a, t- you're a type 10. Um, in case any of the listeners have forgotten, what, what, are your, what are your types? Can you explain within 20 words or less? What are your Enneagram types? I'll go first. Wings, feathers, and all. <laughs> I am an Enneagram type 7, probably winged 6, which is kind of, doesn't like to deal with emotions, kind of carefree, social, doesn't make too many like concrete plans. I'm also an MBTI ESFP, though lately I've been more like an I. My E and my I are very close to each other, so I go back and forth. But I'm a very strong SFP. So Enneagram-wise, I am an Enneagram 2, wing 3. I love caring about other people, and I love to get ish done. I love a challenge. Twos go to 8 and stress, so I become more aggressive. And then twos go to 4 and health. And I've learned that I've ha- I have to force myself to be healthy, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to force myself to be more mentally and physically healthy. So I'm trying to pick me instead of picking other people in my clan first. So that, that's been a lot of the work I've been working on right now. And then MBTI-wise, I am an ENFP 100%. <laughs> there are days I'd like to be something else, but I really am just an ENFP. Strong and true. For me, as Brittany said, I have taken the quiz, I think, at least twice in the past. So I have no idea what I am now. But uh, I'll allow the two of you unlicensed professionals to give me uh, a type according to your thoughts. If I describe myself, I love to plan. I don't like to make those plans come true. I am more of in love with the idea of perhaps (laughs) the idea of like perhaps having a plan. I love a plan. It's a love-hate relationship. See, most people think I don't plan. I plan a lot. The problem is execution. So technically, is it a plan if you never execute or is that a dream? Hmm. The world may never know. Otherwise, what else are we talking about health-wise? I enjoy a donut. I enjoy a burger. I also have an unhealthy obsession with spinach. I actually like to find reasons to eat spinach because I would just eat it all day by itself if I could. But I'm like, mm, that's probably not socially acceptable. Let me put this in a salad. Let me put this on a burger. Let me put this, you know, in my eggs. But at the end of the day, I'm just like finding things. What goes with spinach versus, you know, what does spinach go with? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what type there is for that. Let's see. I'm a very, 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 very emotional person. I don't mind other people's emotions. Yeah. And as an MBTI, as far as like control or assertive, I don't find myself very controlling or assertive, except in situations where I just wanted to go my way. So <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but uh, yeah, most of the time I feel like I'm pretty chill, you know, unless you do something crazy, aka something I don't like. That's pretty much it. So what what type do you guys think that I am based off of my description? Let me ask you one question. How do you handle stress? Like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> let's see (laughs) it depends on the levels of stress there is like a deadline stress versus like I cannot see the end stress and that is what will make me pull my hair out and like cover myself in sackcloth and ashes or something 
deadline stress is something that I'm more like, okay, I got to get this done. It will kind of like motivate me to no kidding, stop playing that episode and get it done. You know, I have a question too. Do you feel like you think more in the past, present or future? Ooh, what a great question. This is fun. This should have been one of my games. I think more in the, you know what? I don't really have an answer because mostly I think in dreamland, (laughs) I guess. The non-existent. So that's still future. If I'm thinking in the past, it's like thinking of a past that didn't actually happen. And it's just literally like daydreaming. Like, what if this happened? What if I really did go to Warped Tour? Or what if I really had um, taken that trip? Or what if I really had said this to her face instead of like saying it to my pillow when I was mad late at night? You know, things like that. Or if I think of the future, then I'm thinking of things I want to happen, not necessarily like like will happen. Great questions. Brittany, what's another question? One more. I was going to ask, you You mentioned that you're emotional, an emotional person, but how so? How are you emotional? Well, listeners, welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> um, I feel like, did we mention my name? I don't think my name needs to be out there just in case we meet each other in Walmart or something. <laughs> I'm emotional in that my emotions can change easily. Some would say tossed by the wind. <laughs> And whatever I feel, I usually feel it very intensely. If I'm happy, I'm like on top of the world happy. If I'm mad or if I'm sad, I'm on like a knife's edge, (laughs) basically. So there's a lot of in between. So it's very, it's very rare for me to get like that happy. And I don't really get that angry either, but it can come and go just as quickly. And that I, I actually, like, enjoy emotions. I, I feel like, I don't know, sometimes society is, like, trying to get people to just be one way all the time. I guess we we call that consistent. <laughs> but for me, I enjoy the different rise of emotions. I like feeling, like, I'm, I not lo- I'm no longer ashamed of crying in a movie. Which, like, growing up, like, if you cried in a movie, especially, like, my house, like, people would call you out, like, are you crying? And then you had to, like, like, no, you know, like, lie through your teeth. Like, yes, you are. Snot is in your mouth. You are crying. (laughs) But, like, now, like, if I'm sad in a movie, I'm just going to bawl because I feel like that's an emotion that's, I should be allowed to be sad because the movie did a good job of making me feel sad. And where's the shame in that? And so I enjoy my emotions now. I like being sad in a movie, not in real life. I like, enjoy being happy and being like, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And, you know, and people are like, oh my gosh, could you just quiet down? Just settle down, chick. And I'm like, no, I'm happy. And this is a rare thing. So we need to enjoy it. So yes, that's how I would ex- explain my emotions. What's your MBTI? ENFP. Do you feel like you think more about others or about yourself? Half and half. I really think that's half and half. So what's your diagnosis then? What What is my Enneagram type? So like I said, originally when you took it, you you took it like two or three times and you were like calling me and like, Brittany, what is this? Why am I doing this? We were going over it. And she's like, it says I'm a four, but I don't feel like a four. And then like you took it again. It was like, I, I'm a seven. And I was like, you're not a seven because I'm a seven. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the more I looked at seven, I was like, maybe. Yeah. But now that I think about it two, I could see, I could see four in a, a way. four? Okay. But I don't know a whole lot about fours, actually. So I don't know if I'm being like, I'm just kind of picking out a thin air. I'm not trying, I'm not picking out a thin air. Fours are very much like what I would call like the hipster of the type, of the Enneagram type. I would say creative. I'm thinking about how, and one of the reasons I'm not saying a seven is because the way you describe how you deal with emotions or that you enjoy emotions. Sevens are known to like, Strictly, like, I don't want to deal with emotions. I don't want to deal with negative emotions. Negative emotions. That's right. Mm. I don't want to deal with negative emotions. And so that's why I would say not a seven. And I'm leaning towards more four because what I know about you as far as kind of your overthinkingness, but your overthinkingness when it comes to creativity, wanting it to be something different and something unique. Fours are kind of like that. So I would say. Okay. Four. Intense creative. Enneagram fours have the motivational need to express their uniqueness and be authentic. Fours value individualism and as a result, feelings, self-expression, and purpose will be important to them. They are quite romantic at heart and appreciate beauty and creating meaning for themselves and others. At their best, fours are experienced as sensitive 
yet content and a bunch of blah, 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 blah. So basically word that something is missing, something is missing people. All right. So listeners, you've been listening to me for almost an hour now. Read for yourself and think, uh, how do you think uh, Malia's and Brittany? Well, Malia, did you have something different? You say seven? <laughs> I was like, I don't even get to guess. Wow. I'm oh, sorry. What was your guess, Malia? So I actually still think you could be either a seven or an eight. And I think you wing whatever you're not because both of those types are into the future. And so when you talk about kind of being in this listless or dream-like state, to me, that's not the past, that's not the present. I'm not sure I use the word listless. I'm not Dreaming. on drugs, Malia. <laughs> dream-like state. When you talk about the dream-like state, it's not the past, it's not the future, it's what could be, what could have been. So to me, that's still still the future. So sevens and eights are, are future-minded. And sevens deal with their positive emotions, but they don't deal with their negative emotions. And eights are very protective, and I personally feel very safe with you, usually. And so I I go back and forth. When I when I first started learning about the Enneagram like five, six years ago, I was like, Chris is an eight. And then just as I experience you, I feel like, oh, okay, she could be a seven, she could be an eight. But you know, we're not necessarily supposed to be typing people. So this is just for fun, guys. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I feel like I experience seven and eight tendencies in you. Like that might not be your type, but I experienced those things in you. Well, the world will never know because I'll never finish that quiz again. It's too long. <laughs> I'll just cheat and get some other people, <laughs> get some other people to tell me. But if you guys are curious, like what Malia and Brittany would say, leave it in the comment section. That'd be fun. I'm this, or we could talk about like how you differ from what the darn website says that you are, and and how we're all secretly tens, and we just couldn't care less okay <laughs> sorry not all of us just some of us i just need a five question quiz like if you're so good can you not figure it out in five questions or less come on all right so i have one more quiz before we end tonight it's going to be about your podcast itself until now this is a podcast quiz how many episodes of the podcast have you recorded until today oh oh god <laughs> Oh yeah, we we start hard hitting here. You cannot do your math. Put pen, paper, put the paper and pencil down. Five, four, three, two, one. Fifty-two. Forty-five. Fifty-two. Forty-five. They are both vastly incorrect. Would you <laughs> like to try again? It is more than that. I because I know that there's thirty-three in our first season. Mm-hmm, that's it correct. gradually goes down as you as you look at the season. So it's thirty-three in the first one. I think it's like 20-something in the second, and there's 20-something, I think, in the seventy in the last one? That's correct. The answer 70? is 70. Exactly. Wow. 70 episodes. Wow. wow. Isn't that incredible from being in a, in a car with your friend and be like, we should start a podcast, to 70 episodes later? I did not realize we did that many. <laughs> nice. Amen. All right, Malia, this is a question for you. What was Brittany's favorite interview from the Enneagram series according to season three, episode six? I can't remember. Did she pick Young Che or Irene? Basically, who was her favorite friend? <laughs> who was better? <laughs> Irene? Um, eh, Incorrect. Sorry. Irene is actually lesser of the two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> In case Irene <laughs> listens to this. Love you. Uh, no, the answer was, what was your answer, Brittany? Do you know? Young Tay, right? Yes, Young Tay. Yeah, Young Tay did a fantastic job. Thank you to all the guests who came out onto this podcast. Miss Jin, Avashti, Young Tay, Lauren, Eliana. There's a lot of people who came out on this podcast. And it's just incredible to see such the support from people around you. In season two, episode 16, Brittany spoke with a special guest and friend, Irene, about deadlines as an Inia type seven. When asked the question, can you give yourself a deadline? What was Irene's response? She said she could give herself a deadline, I believe. I think she said she could, but she needs like a deadline outside of herself. Like she doesn't do well with giving herself a deadline. She needs like outside deadlines, I believe. I think Brittany was very close, but you're... Uh, What was your answer again? That she could give herself a deadline. Yes and no. <laughs> yes, 
She said, I can give myself a deadline, but the problem is I can't follow through. I can't stick to it. Which in my mind, I'm like, then you can't give yourself a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, she cannot give herself a deadline. Thank you. So right. I was right too. <laughs> right. We're going to just add denial to the list of character traits of any type sevens. All right. Brittany, this is your question. Season three, episode two, was the episode where Malia recapped one of her favorite episodes, the friendship recap. Brittany, you asked the question, when was the last time you felt jealous? What was Malia's answer? Oh, shoot. I don't remember that at all. I do. Because <laughs> I don't often feel jealous. Oh, yeah. Right. And I- Lily said that. Like, I rarely feel jealous, but this one time I did. It was very recent. In the box. I remember this conversation, but I don't remember the exact. I remember it was was it something like general? Was it general or pretty specific? It was specific. Oh, but I definitely don't remember. It's another about like hanging out with friends or something. We, the things we typically get jealous about these days, or not anymore. Apparently, <laughs> that's pretty close. Actually, it did have to do with <laughs> friendships. Julia, do you remember your answer? I think it was she was meeting a friend. Uh, common friend a mutual friend of ours and I kind of self-invited myself and then I also talked about I was jealous of you I was feeling a little jealous of not seeing you and then you had asked oh, me I remember that about go Christmas. out and I was really excited about that the world just found out who CS really is <laughs> <laughs> yes everyone CS is truly the magnificent and beautiful Chris oh my gosh last name not applicable but yeah, I actually remember listening to this episode. The answer was CS. She spent a lot of time with other people, but then suddenly asked Malia, you, to hang out, and the jealousy went away. So first of all, it was very vapid jealousy, very shallow. But anyway. <laughs> I told you, I don't, I'm not very jealous usually. That's why it, it, it bothered me. But yeah, I remember listening to this episode. I think this is, I listened to it after um, we had gone to go out and eat. Mm-hmm. And remember feeling like oh (laughs) like literally like my bag could have been scrawled on my forehead like I felt like oh my gosh I had no idea it was one of those times it was really important to realize that it's very easy to get caught up in your own life in your own world like I was going through stuff that you know I just was going through it by myself to be honest and when you when you're having a time like that you fail to realize that other people are also going through their own things and sometimes they intersect so here I was thinking I was like alone at this point in time I was I was feeling very lonely with my work schedule not meeting up with everyone else's schedules so I was spending all this time at work and really had no free time outside of work and anytime I did have free time it didn't match up with other people's free time so I just felt like you know like dang I'm just like by myself you know my parents kept leaving the state to go visit any of my billions of siblings at the drop of a dime. And I just felt like, dang, like there's nobody here but me. And I I don't know. I feel like one night I was just scrolling through names almost like who's available. Somebody (laughs) better meet me out here or things might get a little dark. So, and finally I got to Malia and then she was literally just in town because, you know, Malia can be gone like at the drop of a dime. But um, she was in town, so I was like, oh, okay, cool, let's meet up. And I actually felt bad when I heard the podcast because I was like... Yeah, you mentioned that. She wasn't my first choice. I mean, it wasn't like it was a super selective process. It was literally like going down a list of people like somebody needs to be here right now because I'm I'm sick of feeling this way. And then it just ended up being like exactly what I needed. And then I listened to the podcast and found out that it was what Malia wanted as well. So that was really eye-opening and a reminder to me. And I actually started like, kind of changing after hearing that um reaching out to people who I hadn't reached out because like you don't know what other people are thinking about you and I like that's so like matter of fact but I don't think that we like sit back and actually think of about that you know a lot what do other people think of me and not in like a way like do they think I'm um ugly or do they think I'm funny or not like that but like are they thinking that I've abandoned them or are they thinking that I'm not spending enough time with them or you know, I'm being mean to them, just kind of considering like how you're treating others or, you know, not treating them even. So that was eye opening. And I'm trying to like work that into like life now, reach out to not every day, (laughs) not 
even weekly. But and that's fine. <laughs> I don't need weekly. Right. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day. At the end of the day, like, I do, like, I am an ENFP, according to the internet, um, extrovert, but I'm, like, an extrovert by, like, 1%, literally. 51%, and they call me an extrovert. So most of me is, like, I need me time. I need late nights, anime, and that's it. <laughs> so and that was interesting. When me and so me and Crystal lived together for a semester, and I think I was so surprised. That was one of the biggest surprises for me, is I was thinking, "Oh, we're gonna be wild, it's gonna be awesome." <laughs> and then, like, we, we, like she really does, like really need her 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 time. Like when she's on, she's on, and it's like fun, and she's like the center of the room, center of the party. She's planning stuff, she's managing people, and all this other stuff. But like when she was home. Like, she was in her room. And I, like, with my previous roommates, had, like, an open-door policy. Like, if my door is open, let's hang. Let's let's do something. It's like, when Crystal right. was home and her door was closed, you better not open it unless the house was on fire. <laughs> it is closed for the night. Bar is closed. Go home. I relate so much to those memes that are, like, I made plans, and then I'm just hoping that someone cancels them. Or, like, I'm about to walk out the door, and they cancel the plans. It's like, great, I'm already in my robe. Ready to Amen. go. <laughs> Amen. I love the idea of a plan. <laughs> Just the idea, though. <laughs> or I'm like, why did I make plans? Why did I? Why did my extroverted self say I wanted to do this? Because my introvert self is like, no. It's because your fifty percent stores up so much like energy that it like leaks over to your extrovert, and your extrovert like takes control of the wheel for like five seconds, and then you revert back to your fifty, and you're like, oh yeah. I actually don't like people. Not, well, I don't like. I don't not like them. I like the I idea of people. Around them right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This last question. Okay, because I couldn't find the date. What month did you post the very first episode of the Therapy with Millennials podcast? Bonus points for month and year. Oh, I got that too. All right, Brittany, just tell just tell us <laughs> what is it. October twenty twenty. That's correct. Wow. What day was it? In my head, it's always no, September because we recorded in September. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so October 2020 was, and, and some miscellaneous day, was the first day of month you posted the first episode of the talk, uh, Therapy with Millennials podcast. That's incredible because you're coming up on two years then now, this October 2022. So, like, what are your thoughts looking back at the past, like, nearly two years of podcasting? How do you think this podcast has changed your lives or even the lives of your listeners as you interacted with them and like heard different things from them. But like, let's start with you. How do you think this podcast has changed your life? Dedicating two years of your life to this podcast. How has it changed your life? For me, past two years. So we're talking about going through COVID, right? Everyone, I think everyone, whether you, for me, I didn't miss work at all. Like I never went remote. So nothing like really changed, changed. But I think everyone felt some effect of COVID. and loneliness or depression or something like that for me this was the first time that I actually met with a therapist first time I talked about something like therapy and then I shared it on this podcast first time that I dealt with anything close to what I think is depression in the past two years with the help of this podcast and through my job and everything I was able I'm coming into my own I guess basically you can say like I turned 30 I'm now 31 <laughs> and um, I'm standing up for myself and making my thoughts clear and putting more direction in my life. Um, currently, right now, it's a little rocky, like figuring out when I'm going to take this direction that I want to take. But however, I have more of a clear, like somewhat more clear path for my life. And just learned more about myself. And when we talk about the extroverted introverted thing, I'm very close the same. Like extroverted, I think is 56% and then introverted is the rest, 44. Um, so I often go back and forth, back and forth. And the past two years, especially in the last year, I've really leaned into that introverted side because most of my life since high school, I went from high school being an introverted to suddenly in college, I went to extroverted. And I've been extroverted since then. Um, and I've leaned into that. And finally this year, I was like, in my mind, I was like, take some time to care for yourself. 
And like I've said many times as well, this bedroom that I'm in has become like my favorite space in the whole world, besides a cafe to study by myself. So I just really leaned into like, I guess, kind of self-care in a way this year, um, this past two years. And that's part of it's a lot due to this podcast and being able to be like vocal about the things going on in my life, because I can sit here and pretend that there's no one listening. Even though I know there's people listening, I can sit here and pretend and just like let it out. And that's nice. I think that this podcast taught me that I can I can do things that I didn't think I could do. Like I would have never, if you had asked me in October 2020, if I would be enjoying podcasting, wanting to create my own podcast, continue podcasting in the future, possibly do some producing. I would be like, that's too much work. That's not my vibe. Other people are better at that. I'm not going to even try. Uh, just because I was comparing and I thought, you know, I don't want to start from the bottom and go to the top or try to get to the close to the top. And now I just really believe that if you don't try it, you'll always have regret about it. So there's a lot of things that I'm trying to force myself to try. And if it doesn't work, then that's fine. It, it didn't work, but at least I can say I tried it and I have no regret about it. And you know, I did find a love for podcasting and for producing, and I'm trying to figure out what that means. Does that mean that I create a new job for myself and maybe become a producer? Or does it mean that this is a hobby? Or does it mean that it's a hobby that makes me money? Like, I'm tr- I'm asking myself those kinds of questions, and I would have never asked myself those questions in 2020. I'm also trying to choose myself. I really... <laughs> Hate to admit it, but I think about other people constantly and all the time. And it's really, really hard for me to think about myself and having to realizing that I'm kind of responsible for what I say and other people are listening to makes me want to be better if for no other reason for them. And so I want to pick myself, even though that's really, really hard and not give myself the excuse that you know, my personality type is very caring and I just care about people all the time and it's always selfless and it's always this and that. And it's like, sometimes I give everything and then I really hate myself and I really hate the people I I gave to. And that's not selfless giving. That's emptying yourself completely and then you have nothing left to give. And I reached a point personally where I gave so much of myself that I really did hate myself for a couple of months. And I realized that my gift had become my crutch. And I could, if I kept doing what I had been doing, I'm, I might've like killed myself, not like suicide killed myself, but just like I was giving so much, I wouldn't have anything left for like the years to come. And so the podcast has made me, forced me to pick me and to be real about what picking me looks like. And also has given me the courage to be courageous and, and try dreams, try ideas that I wouldn't have ever thought I would try. I think that's a good point. I heard a preacher a while back talk about it's okay to say no to someone when they ask you for money, even though you're a Christian. Because when you have $10 and someone asks you for five, you don't have to give them five because, oh, I'm a Christian, so I have to give them five. Sometimes you have to say no to somebody so that you can have 20 so that you can give them five, still have something for yourself and then still have something else in case something else like someone else needs. You know, sometimes you have to wait to give instead of giving everything you have right then and there. And that's like being a good steward is also about being a Christian. So a lot of times, especially in if you're in services like um, child services or protective services, or if you're in even things like this, um, doing like being a content creator or working online, which is why I think like people who vlog every day either have like an insane amount of energy or like, I just can't like fathom. How do you have time for yourself so that you're not constantly, constantly giving out? How do you have time? And then like it almost always, they eventually they have to go on breaks anyway. I think that's an important thing for anyone to learn. Um, when you starting like starting a new venture like podcasting or vlogging or making videos especially when it's for people and for like audiences that you you want to put more and more into it constantly 
And so like, even with this podcast, you are doing it for yourself, but you're also doing it for the audience, like constantly thinking, what do they like? What do they want to hear more? What do they want to see more? And like, how can I get more audience people? How can I um, stay true to the current audience? And then at the same time, you still have to take yourself back to that moment in the car where it was just something that you wanted to do, you know? And that's just kind of like the struggle that I feel like all creators are, are constantly facing of this, um, like walking this tightrope of taking care of themselves, taking care of their art, taking care of their audience. And this is really important, Malia. It's really cool that that's something that you learned. Um, and also just to talk on what what Brittany said as well, like hers is more of a personal growth as, or was another form of personal growth of knowing how to take care of herself. So you're taking care of yourselves, but just in two different ways. And, you know, having that, like, cause both of them can just bleed over into anything in your life. Right. Being able to say no. Oh man. If there could be a whole podcast on just how to say no, gosh, like whether it's work, whether it's with your friends or lovers or whatnot, being able to say, no, because right now, like, I need to work on me. No, because in order for me to say yes, I need to be in a place where I can say yes and it not harm me. So I need to say no now. So no to this, no to that, no to this, no to that. But it doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I won't say ever eventually say yes. But it's no for now. <laughs> Important lesson for us all to learn. So um, thank you all for joining me on my podcast tonight. Um, <laughs> No, thank you guys for for allowing me to join you on on your finale episodes. This is episode seventy one. Still crazy to think about. As one of the the people who remember you saying you wanted to start a podcast, and just remember thinking like, man, there's so many times we've said we wanted to do things and we just didn't did it, or we just didn't do it. It's just been an awesome experience to know that you guys are going strong, uh, or you have gone this far. You know. I appreciate anyone who's willing to put their money where their mouth is and really like actually do what they say, whether it was one episode or 10 um, is awesome. But the fact that you got to 70, 71 is just a blessing from God. So we thank him first and foremost for your podcast and uh, whatever you guys do, you know, after today, um, pray for blessings on that as well. We thank for all the listeners and, um, if anyone else needs a magnanimous host for their podcast for the finale episodes, you can reach me at 334-222-2222. And I do take master's credit. Thank you. All right. Krista out. Okay. Krista, thank you for running this finale. Um, I was really trying to figure out like how do we how do we close this? Like, I think this was the best way to do it. Yeah, I was like, I I don't know how to say like thank you and goodbye, but also make this like fun, but also very honest. And so just suddenly I was like, Brittany, what if we had Krista do our last episode? That would be awesome. So I, I just, I'm very thankful that you made the time and the effort to, to end this for us. And Brittany, do you want to say any last, last comments before we, our last goodbye, our last ah! stop, guys? <laughs> I just texted Malia while we were doing this. And I was like, I'm now feeling the sadness of this. She had texted me um, over the weekend or something like that, that like the feelings started hitting her. And again, we all know me. I was like, feelings, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> but suddenly, like as we're getting closer to the end, I was like, oh, this is, this is the last one. Oh, okay. Have you all announced it on your podcast? I thought this was the season finale. Y'all are sounding like a... So it's, we've told our, we've told our listeners, it's, it's the end for now. We are, this is a, this is not a like, oh, we're taking a hiatus, like short little break. This is, as for right now, we see it as being the end and we're not planning on coming back, but we also don't want to say we're never coming back. Right. Um, so right now it's the end. Yes. Um. So that kind of is like, oh, <laughs> uh, but I, it's gonna. It's good for us, and I'm very, very thankful that it ended with this. I think this was a very good way to do it. Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, we now have a lot of content. We should have had Krista on here earlier. Sorry, we didn't. I'm saying. I'll, oh, admit, I'm not, I'll use you for other stuff. I'm not a. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm not a cheap guest host either. But yeah, so just thank you, thank you, mate. Uh, always to our listeners, whether we get to hear from you or not. 
Um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, especially if you listen to 71 episodes. That's insane. Like, I feel like I should give you something. <laughs> if you've listened to all 71 episodes and you can prove it to me somehow, like, I'll give you something. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> some kind of prize. Um, thank you so much. I really hope that we've helped um, in some way in your life, whether it's just a time for you to, like, peace out and chill. That's totally cool because um, that's what podcasts do for me. So. Thank you. Yeah, I'm thankful for the very first podcast. I'm thankful that I was included in this. Um, I'm I'm thankful to Brittany for including me in this. I'm thankful that God grew our friendship in such a way that we could be used to do this. And I think he'll use us in the future to do other things. I'm thankful to the listenership that has followed and supported, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, or on wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I've gotten used to talking to you on Fridays and that's going to be hard for me the first Friday where I'm not talking to you guys, but um, I'm very grateful. And um, I told Brittany this, like it's a weird place to be not in regret. It definitely needed to end, but also missing people that we, some people, a lot of people we don't know. You don't have mm-hmm. names, you have titles because of we follow you on social media but we are grateful to you and we do love you and we are praying for you. And we just thank you for your support and for caring about us and for praying for us when we've gone through hard times. And I hope that we'll both do great things in the future and that God will use us to do wonderful things in his name. And so I'm just very, very thankful for all the guests that we've had and for, you know, God being faithful as he always is. But like this, this podcast is a version of God's faithfulness for me. And so I'm, I'm really grateful to him for that. So guys, we love you. And for the last time, well, for the last time, you know where to find us. You go to wherever you listen to podcasts every Friday at three. Thank you for following us and thank you for loving us well. We hope that you have a great weekend. Take care. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Therapy with Millennials. To keep up to date on our episodes, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Come follow us on Instagram at Therapy with Millennials. Have any suggestions for the show or want to get in contact with us? Email us at twithmillennials at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.